You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Yes. So we want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. You know, motherhood is a calling. Yeah. It is a calling. And it, 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 not everybody can be a mother. Everybody can have a baby, but to be a mother is a, is a, it's a calling. There's a grace that enables you to, to be a mother. So we honor you, appreciate you. All the sacrifices, um, the love, in the midst of all the contradictions, you still remain steady, steadfast, consistent in the ups and downs, the challenges of life, and all of that. You still remain steadfast. Sometimes I'm shocked and amazed at my wife how she picks certain things about the children. I, I, I mean, I don't know how she does it. But she'll just tell me, oh, this child is not okay. And I'm like, no, but he's fine. And truly, always spot on. You know? And uh, how many people... Even though you're an adult, your mom still checks up on you. Have you taken this? Have you done this? Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's an interesting calling. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, so we just appreciate God for your lives. May God continue to strengthen you continue to equip you, empower you more, and uh, enable you, give you more grace. Yes. Even when you are not appreciated, you, you continue, you continue. So we thank you for that. Thank you for that. You are, God has given you the ability to nurture. So, and God is a nurturer. It's an aspect of God that has been given to you, you know. Um, so we want to say thank God for your life. Come on, let's give our hands to the mothers in the house. Yes. Glory to God. But just be careful, mothers. Don't, be too, don't worry too much. Okay? Don't worry too much. Just a little is okay, not too much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we started talking about uh, a subject, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Even though the text that we were using in John chapter, chapter 5 applied to a physical condition, of the man that was by the pool uh, of Bethesda. Right? Let me, let me go there. In John chapter 
chapter 5, from verse 1, it says, After this, there was a great feast of the Jews. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stared up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, said to him, do you want to be made well? And I said in the, in the King James, it says, do you want to be made whole? Okay, do you want to be made whole? And so we're looking at, um, although this is applying to a physical condition, this guy was paralyzed, he was in that condition, and these were people who were physically infirmed, okay, physically sick, and they were not able to help themselves. And I'm sure they've consulted all the doctors of the day and the doctors are not able to help them. So they are only waiting for a supernatural help. Now that supernatural help was available whenever the pool is dead at a certain time. So there's a certain time, no announcement, okay? No announcement, there's no schedule that will tell you, okay, at this time, the angel will come at this time, no. People just have to wait. And that angel comes to stay at that pool and only one person got healed. And it's only the first person to get in. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, if you're waiting, if you don't build your faith, you will have to wait for the stirring of the waters. If you don't build your faith so that you can receive from God directly. Because if you look at the ministry of Jesus, if you study the ministry of Jesus, you find that Jesus, most of the people, uh, actually three quarters of the people Jesus healed, got healed by their own faith. They got healed by their own faith. So many times Jesus will say to them, your faith has made you well. Okay. He would say, according to your faith, be it unto you. So Jesus used to use the faith of God's people, those who had faith. But then there were times that even without faith, God could still heal. Yeah. So in this particular case, there's no mention of the word faith. So this was a sovereign move of God. All right? Now the work, the staring of the water by the angel is a, it's, it's, it's a manifestation, okay? There's a particular angel that God would dispatch. We're not sure how many times in a year this happened, but this used to happen and people noticed that. So people were always gathered in that place. And this man had been in his condition for 38 years. Imagine for so long. Can you imagine? This man was in that condition for so long. 
and obviously no one could help him into the water. Maybe, maybe he had people at the beginning that used to help him. But now um, they're tired. So he's left to himself. And there are other people who maybe had lesser conditions but were quick enough to get into the pool. They would get in and get healed and go home. And this guy remained there. And on this blessed day, Jesus walks into that place and goes straight to this man. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? I like the way the King James puts it. He says, wilt thou be made whole? Somebody say, wilt thou be made whole? Hallelujah. The king's English is authoritative, isn't it? <laughs> the King James Version, yeah. Will thou be made whole? And, and this man answered him and said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well. He took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. My goodness. This infuriated the, the religious community. On a Sabbath day, Jesus, you are telling someone to take up his bed and walk. Why are you healing on a Sabbath day? Why can't you heal him on other days of the week? There are other days of the week. Why do you have to heal on a Sabbath day? Religion is a terrible thing. It causes people to lose perspective. It causes people to lose the heart of God. To lose the purpose. The purposes of God. The purpose of the Sabbath was not to enslave people. Yeah. So, um, but will thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Now, you might not be in a condition like this man. Physically, you might be fine. Okay. Although, if you're not fine physically, there's provision for you. There's provision for you, the healing covenant, the covenant of health and healing that Jesus paid for covers you, covers every condition. There's no condition that Jesus did not pay for. Everything that came as a result of sin into our lives has been sorted by Jesus. So what we need now is faith. How to appropriate our faith in order to receive from Jesus. In order to receive from God. There might be no one to help you, but God is your helper. So Jesus walks up to this man and says, will thou be made whole? And the man says, there's no one to help me. In fact, the moment I'm walking to get into the pool, somebody runs ahead of me and gets in, gets healed, and I'm, I'm left helpless. But do you know that Jesus only went to that man? He didn't go to the rest. That was his divine appointment. 
was his divine appointment. So today is somebody's divine appointment. Yeah. Jesus is asking you today, will thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? So it might be a physical condition. Maybe your health is challenged. But it might not be a physical condition. It could be an emotional condition. Okay? Like I said to you the last time that the, 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 the sicknesses that are mentioned here, although they are physical conditions that are mentioned, there are, it says there that in verse 3, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, and so on. So these are physical conditions, but I said to you that spiritually there are also conditions like that. Okay? There are, there are, uh, there are emotional conditions like that. So, you are a tripartite being. Okay? What do I mean by that? A tripartite being. You are, you, you are made up of three parts. Okay? Spirit, soul, and body. And God wants your entire being to be made whole. He wants you physically whole. He wants you spiritually whole, but he wants you soulishly whole. All right. So uh, we are majoring on the soul part, not on the physical part today. We're majoring on the soul part. There are soul ailments that need to be healed. There are things that cause us to be sick in our souls. All right? Remember that we're living in a fallen world. Okay? We're living in a fallen world. The day Adam ate from that tree, Adam opened the entire world to pain, to disease, of all sorts. So everything that it was on Satan for his disobedience to God for being expelled and, and uh, uh, cast out of heaven and he assumed a new nature which was not given to him by God. And that nature was now imparted to the human race. And that nature causes spiritual illnesses, soul illnesses, and physical illnesses. So Jesus came, Jesus came to address everything. Everything. So we need to learn how to access the power of God. And how to apply the power of God to the areas of our lives that need 
healing. So when we talk about soul illnesses, soul diseases, what are some of those things? Right now, one of the things that has plagued the world after the pandemic, there's a lot of mental health problems. How many people agree with that? Have you noticed that? Now, Jesus has the answer to that. And so, that is, that is illness in the mental realm. Now, addressing that, there are two ways to heal mental conditions. Number one, there's a natural way of addressing them, which psychologists and psychiatrists and so on are trained to deal with. But then there is the supernatural way as well, which God, God's Word, addresses. Okay, and so we need both. Sometimes there are certain things that have also a supernatural element to it. Because I believe that Satan is projecting on, on people what is on him. So what, um, we, we, we were at the Build Conference in Cape Town. And uh, Pastor Tim Johnson did a phenomenal job, you know, explaining to us how Satan has what he's carrying. He is, he is he's mentally sick. Yeah, he's mentally sick, so he's projecting that. He's sending that out on people. It is actually his condition. Do you understand me? Yeah. It is his condition that he's, he's, he's putting on people. But you have to learn to resist the devil. Don't receive it. Reject it. Take a stand. You have authority. Come on. You have authority. Jesus has paid the full price for your freedom. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53. You know, this is a messianic chapter. In Isaiah 53, I read from verse 2, it says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. This is talking about Jesus. On that day that he was being crucified, he was going to be crucified. This was his reality. This was his reality. He suffered rejection. Rejection causes soul illness. <clears throat> Are you following me? Yeah. Causes soul illness. So, Jesus 
was, he was despised. He was rejected by men. How many people have felt rejected before? You know how it feels. Hmm? Have you been despised before? Doesn't feel good, right? No, it doesn't. Jesus had it on a scale that nobody has been able to carry. All right? And then he says that... Um, Verse, verse 4, he says, Surely he has borne our griefs. Can you see that? He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So, many times when we quote this verse, we only look at the physical side of it. But I want you to see that it is also, <clears throat> he went through emotional trauma. <clears throat> Excuse me. He went through emotional trauma because of you and I. Although he did not deserve it. He did not deserve it. But he had to carry it. The Father, the Bible says, it pleased God to smite him. It pleased God for him to be smitten. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And yet he puts him out there. To take the beating, to take the rejection, to take the sorrow on him. So he was, his heart was sorrowful unto death. Remember in Gethsemane? When he called the disciples and says, come and pray with me. And he says, my heart is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. So he was going through some emotional turmoil. He was paying the price for your emotional health. He was going through all of that so that you can be made whole. Hallelujah. So the father allowed, insisted. Jesus didn't want to go through. He says, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. The father insisted, no, my, your, my will is going to be done. And Jesus surrendered to the will of the father so that he could pay the price for our freedom. He could pay the full price. He was, he was bruised. Look, look at, he was, um, where am I? Verse 5, okay. He was wounded for our transgressions. Okay? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. He was wounded because of you. Not only physically, he was emotionally wounded. He was mentally wounded. Hallelujah. He was crushed so that you can be made whole. So that you can be made whole. You can walk free. You can walk out of this place free, I'm telling you. If you believe God. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. There's no pit too deep. 
for the love of God to bring anyone out of. Are you getting me? Yeah. There's not. You know, the Bible tells us about the love of Christ. You know, um, in Ephesians chapter 3, in Ephesians chapter 3, he talks about the love of Christ that, that um, talking about the length, the breadth, let me see, Let's, the, the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height. Makatos kenimonusta. Imbra de kitosto. Somebody is being healed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. You see, one of the reasons, and this prayer, this is a prayer you need to be praying for yourself. Be praying for anyone that you know is going through um, emotional, mental trauma, whatever it is. You need, you need, you need to pray this for them. All right? Look at the prayer. It says, for this reason, verse 14, Ephesians 3, 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. In the inner being, there is a strengthening that is required. There is a strength that you require on your inside in order to deal with what is outside, what is happening outside. There are many things that deal, that, that, that uh, produce soul illnesses. But you need to be strong inside. Glory to God. You need to be strong. God. Wants to do something in you, but you 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 need to be strong inside. All right, so you, that you may be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, and then you look at verse verse seventeen, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Remember that He's writing to believers already. This guy's already saved. He's not writing to unbelievers. He's writing to people who saints. He's writing to saints. Why is he saying that Christ will dwell in their hearts through faith? They already have Christ in them. But there is a particular manifestation. There is a particular dwelling of Christ that brings stability. Brings stability. Stabilizes your life. If you don't, if you don't draw closer to him, your life will not have the stability that is required to go through life. You see, it says, verse 18, that you may be able, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. Can you see that? Yeah. The dimensions, the different dimensions of the love of Christ, you need to be able to comprehend. Comprehension is important in your spiritual walk. Ignorance is expensive, it's too costly. 
It says to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The love of Christ, which passes knowledge. You know, there's a difference between the love of God and the love of Christ. Yeah. The love of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The love of Christ is different. All right? The love of Christ is the love that passes knowledge. That loves beyond knowledge. So the love of Christ, the love of the Father is that the love of the Father gives. Okay? The love of the Father gave the Son. The love of the Father gave a Savior. Gave us a Savior. The love of a father gave us a rescue plan from Adam's blunder. That's the love of the father. The love of the father is what reached out and, 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 and said, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. That's the love of the father. You know, the father could have just said, Adam, okay, for this thing, I'm wiping you out. You and your wife, you die now. I'll start afresh. He could have done that and nobody would have questioned him. You get my point? Yeah, but the love of the Father does not operate like that. The love of the Father is a redeeming love. It's a love that redeems. So even when you've done wrong, you've gone bad, the love of the Father is going to, is going to do something that will help to redeem that situation. Will help to redeem your life. And that's why every time I always try to approach things in a redemptive manner. Even in your dealings with people. Be redemptive in your approach. Don't be judgmental in your approach. Yeah. The Pharisees were judgmental in their approach. Jesus was not. So, the love of the Father redeems. He, he, he gives the Son. He, he, he wants to redeem. He wants to bring. He wants to restore fellowship. He wants to restore, restore you back to the place where He planned for you to be. That's the love of the Father. But the love of Christ. Whoo, I love that as well. The love of Christ is a love that passes knowledge. In other words, Christ knows. Everything about you. He knows your blunders. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your hypocrisy. He knows your sin. Hallelujah. But he doesn't stop loving you. Many of us are not like that. Yeah. Because I know this person is like this, I stopped loving them. <laughs> the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. He loves beyond what he knows about you. He loves beyond the, the, the ugly things he knows about you. Isn't that amazing? 
Greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. So the love of Christ lays down his life. The father's love sends the son. The son's love lays down. He's not compelled to do it. He did it freely. Knowing that you still blow it sometimes. He knows that sometimes you will break his heart. But he still loved you. <laughs> Can you love like Jesus? Can you love like Jesus? Yeah. So, you see, that's why if you look at the way Jesus lived, you study the life of Christ and you see how he related with, with people. You wonder, why is it that sinners felt comfortable around Jesus, but they were not comfortable around the religious leaders? They knew that being around Jesus will not condemn them. Amen? Amen? Yeah. They knew that being around Jesus, Jesus would love them unconditionally. They knew that Jesus would, would see their weaknesses. He will not compromise. Right? It's not that he's going to accept their, um, their sin and all of that. No. But he will address it in a way that will bring healing. So Jesus is called the great physician. You know why? Why is he the great physician? He's the greatest healer. He's able to heal you completely. He's able to make you whole. He's able to heal your trauma. Hallelujah. He's able to heal your mental illness. He's able to heal you completely. That's, that's the great physician. So, people have been battered by sin. Do you know that one of the things that causes soul illness is sin? Sin, the reason why God says you shouldn't sin is because of what sin does to you. Not because he's trying to kill your joy. It's because of the trauma it brings into your soul. It's what it does to you. It's how it distorts you. It distorts your personality. It, it batters your life. And it affects your future. So God hates what it does to you. So you need to understand when God says, don't do this. It's not because God is trying to be mean. No, it, God hates what it does to you. His love is burning with you for, for you so much that he can see what this is going to do to you. And God says, don't. That's, you, you need to approach it with that understanding. And that would help you. Look at the book of, um, let's turn to Psalm, Psalm 41. Oh my goodness. I think it's 41 verse 3 or so. Let me see. 
Yes, you see here, the psalmist, he gives us insight. Okay, verse 4, 41 verse 4, it says, I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Can you see that? Be merciful to me. Heal my what? My soul. So soul needs healing. So there's, there are times we need healing for our souls. And he's telling us how his soul got injured. Got sick. He says, I have sinned against you. So when we sin, when we sin against God, it affects our souls. It affects our souls negatively. But because you, are not, you don't see your soul, you don't see the state of your soul, you don't realize the impact it is having on your life. You only, be, you, you only focus on the outward appearance, looking how you look. You know, your, your skin is shining, glittering, and you know, you're looking nice. You're you know, well-dressed, smart. You're the smartest person around. You, know, you, you smell nice, look good, dress good, and all of that. And that's fantastic. How is your soul? How is your soul? Is your soul whole? Or do you need the great physician to attend to your soul? There are many things that can cause um, our souls to be sick. I remember when we talk about soul, talking about the mind the will, the emotions, and uh, the memories as well. Your memories, they're all part of your soul. So sometimes there are different, there are different things that can cause illness in the soul. So I've mentioned sin. All right? Sometimes there are some environmental impacts. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? The environment you are in. Okay? You, because we're living in a sinful world, right? But there are certain environments that are so toxic that they affect your soul. They affect your soul. Obviously, if it's a sinful environment, it immediately affects your soul. Hmm? But then it might, it might not be even from home. For instance, even in the, in, the, in the home, it can become toxic and it can bruise your soul. Things can happen. There are words that can be spoken. There's a scripture in Proverbs um, Proverbs chapter 12, I'm not sure if it's verse 8 or so, where it says, There is he that speaks 
like the piercings of the sword. Have you, have you read that scripture before? There is he that speaks like the piercings of the sword. But it says the tongue of the wise brings health. So, emotional wounds, soul wounds can also come from words. Words. Can you help me find that scripture? In Proverbs 12. What is that? 18. Okay. Proverbs 4, 18. Uh, 12, 18, rather. Proverbs 12, 18. It says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of the sword. So, in other words, the words have the same effect that swords have on the physical body. The words have the effect on the soul that swords have on the physical body. So there is he that who speaks like the piercings of a sword. So words can lead to emotional wounds. Soul wounds. Words can lead to mental wounds. Words can lead to wounded memories. Do you want to be made whole? You want to be healed. There are some of us that need to be healed from, from certain memories. There are certain memories. That's why the devil inspires people to do things that will bruise your soul. Why? Because he knows that if he can, if he can affect that part, it's just a matter of time. It will lead to physical health breakdown but it starts from the soul we saw in third john 2 beloved i wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so your the state of your soul determines your physical being and that's why you need to protect your soul protect it all right. So the, the environment you are in, if, if it's a home environment that is toxic, it can lead to a lot of wounds in the soul. And those wounds, if they are not addressed, can lead to other complications. So you see some people in life, you wonder, why is this person so nasty? Why is this person so, you know, like, why is this person like this? It's the soul. So when you see people like that, you need to have compassion on them. Why is this person always angry? Is the soul. Why is this person, it's, it's like this person can't make any friends, can't keep any relationship. Is the soul. It's a soul condition that needs to be healed. And only Jesus has the solution to soul ailments. Hallelujah. 
Isn't it interesting that words carry so much power? There are things that your teacher told you that are still haunting you today. There are things that maybe even your parents told you, or your siblings told you, or your uncle told you, or your aunt told you, that are still haunting you today. And every time, you, from time to time, it just comes back again. And when it comes, it kind of paralyzes you. It deflates you. But God wants you to be made whole. Hallelujah. So that you can enter into your destiny. So that you can serve God. And not have a distorted view of God. And distorted view of people. When somebody says something this way, you respond in a particular way that is strange and cannot even be connected to what the person said. I wonder why is this person responding like this to me? It's a soul condition. It's a soul condition. Many conflicts are from the soul. That's why the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it, are the issues of life. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, Jesus reading from Isaiah says, the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Hallelujah. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. He has sent me to heal the what? Broken hearted. The broken heart is hearts that have been shattered by life. Those are soul conditions. So one of the purposes of the anointing is to bring healing to the soul. Is to mend the broken hearts. There are hearts that have been broken that need to be mended. In Psalm 147 verse 3, he says that he, he binds, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. Hallelujah. That's what God does. So God wants to do a work. Don't be superficial in your work with God. Don't be superficial in your relationship with God. Allow him to go deep in you. If the word of God comes in and it's, it, it's, it's affecting you and you're feeling convicted, allow it because it's going to bring healing. Some of us need surgery. Open heart surgery. Hallelujah. So sometimes in, in, the, in, the, in the midst of um, a teaching like this, what happens is that the Lord will begin to work in your heart. And sometimes the Holy Spirit uses the word to perform open heart surgery. Hallelujah. He heals the broken hearted, binds up their wounds. He's binding you up. Lord, bind every wound in this house. Lord, I pray that you would heal every heart that is broken, every heart that has been shattered. Every heart, heart that has been fractured. There are some people you might not, physically you are not fractured, but emotionally you are fractured. 
You are not, you're not able to gather yourself together emotionally. Receive healing right now in the name of Jesus. And you, you're having relational challenges. It's not because you're a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. It's your soul that is sick. It needs healing. People find it hard to be around you. It's not because you're an evil person. You are made in God's image after His likeness. You are not evil. Hallelujah. It's a soul condition that requires healing. So I pray healing over you. I declare healing over every soul. I declare wholeness right now. Emotional wholeness. Mental wholeness. In the name of Jesus. Memories of the past that have been haunting you. Haunting you and breaking you down. Each time you want to rise, those memories come and they cripple you. They challenge you. They paralyze you. I break that right now. In the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole in your mind. Be made whole in your memories. The memories of the past that have been haunting you, I take authority over that right now. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you're not going to use those memories anymore. In the name of Jesus. I lose you from that. I lose you from those chains. Those emotional chains. I lose you right now. From emotional paralysis, I lose you right now. From mental paralysis, I lose you right now. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Be loose in the name of Jesus. Yes, from that life that has been fractured, scattered, shattered. I ask right now, Lord, that you will mend those hearts that have been broken, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, let the hearts be mended, oh God. Let the hearts be mended, oh God. Oh, Father God, from all those abuse, abuses you have faced in the past, I speak healing, healing in the name of Jesus. I release the healing power of God to go deep down into your soul and restore your soul. Restore your soul. Be restored in your soul in the name of Jesus. Be restored. Be made whole. Be made whole. The Lord is your shepherd. He's the one that restores your soul. The great physician is in the house. Lord, I ask, oh Father, that you will do a deep work in your people. Bring about healing. Healing. Healing, oh Father, from all those words. Oh, Father God, the swords, the tongues of men that have cut you. They've cut your identity. They've battered and bruised your identity. They have bruised your image of yourself. I come against that right now. I speak healing right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The, the friends that have spoken against you, they've stabbed you in your back. They have spoken and pierced your soul. Be healed right now. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Even from family situations where you have been battered, you have been bruised. I speak healing right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Be restored in your soul. Be restored. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be healed in your spirit. Be healed in your soul. Be healed in your body. In the name of Jesus. I release God's healing power over your life right now. Right now. Right now, the great physician is healing your soul. It's restoring your soul. Your true identity is being restored right now in the name of Jesus. Your personality that has been fractured, your personality that has been fractured is being restored right now in the name of Jesus. No more walking in fear. No more walking in torment. No more living your life Yes, from all those insecurities, I speak healing to your insecurities. In the name of Jesus, be restored, be made whole, be healed. Every fiber of your being. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, oh God. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Let's just, I just want you to open your heart right now. Yes. I'm telling you, God is doing a deep work. There's an open heart surgery that is going on. Yes, emotional healing. God is restoring you. Oh my God. There's a new person emerging. There's a new person emerging out of you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't, don't. Don't be hard on yourself. Jesus loves you beyond knowledge. He knows that you are frail. He knows that you are weak. He knows that you are imperfect. He sees all of that, but He loves you all the same. And He's restoring your soul right now. He's bringing you back to wholeness. You can be a normal person. You can now live your life to fulfill your destiny. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Don't believe the lies of the devil. The devil has been chasing you with the wrong memories. He's been using your mistakes to try to, 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 to destroy, to destroy your zest for life. You are forgiven. Just say this after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word. I receive your word. Thank you for your love. Your love is real. Your love is amazing. I receive your love. I receive healing in my soul. I receive restoration. Restore my soul. Heal me. Every defect, every defect in my personality, whatever has distorted me, be healed. I receive healing right now. I receive healing by faith. Thank you, Lord. I receive the joy, the joy of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going, to take, we're going to break bread right now. As we take the communion, this is a good time.
for you to seal this. Seal this word as you partake of this. That this cup will be a cup of blessing. It will be a cup of blessing to you. And uh, as you partake of, of the wafer, which is symbolic of the body of Jesus that was broken for you. As you partake of that, remember, he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. Remember the emotional trauma he went through for you. He didn't deserve it, but you deserved it. And so he took it on for you. He can heal you of those memories that have been haunting you. There's somebody here, you've been haunted by dreams of the past that keep coming. They keep coming. You did something that you're not proud of, but God has released you. He has released you from that right now. In the name of Jesus, you are released. You are free. I announce your freedom. In the name of Jesus. So as you partake of this, I want you to receive by faith and trust God. Trust God as you partake and say, I am healed by his stripes. Spirit, soul, and body. I am healed. Receive wholeness by faith. Tell yourself, Lord, as I partake of this, I am made whole. Free yourself from the opinions of men. Free yourself from those judgmental words. Free yourself. But mostly you need to forgive. All right? Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for these emblems as we partake, oh God. The wafer representing the body of Jesus that was broken for us. And the cup symbolizing the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. As your people partake in faith, let there be a release. Let there be miracles. Let there be miracles. For you are great. You do miracles. Lord, as your people partake. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Madrid, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society.